ahead. Make him faint. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, mm. caught him. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's Lord. Christ, baby. Holy God, up! Lead me Let me stand. Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is is singing the hymns. He's trying to get night, His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. New sports desk. Hey, this would do some lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. Indeed, this is episode 119. Really appreciate you guys checking back in with us today. I'm your one of your favorite sportsologists, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., back in the building one more time. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, we have uh, quite a bit to get into today. Of course, it is NBA playoff time, man, and a lot's going on every single night. And as I've stated before, this is my favorite time of the year because NBA basketball, man, is just drama, drama, and more drama. And we got a lot of drama to get into today. So me and Black are recording on this fine Sunday where, once again, things did not go me and Black's way with our Los Angeles Lakers. But folks, I'm here to tell you today, I've seen the light. And I am ready to come 100% clean about the Los Angeles Lakers today. But we'll get into that uh, much, much later uh, in the show. So stay tuned. But Black, before we get to NBA basketball and everything that's going on in the NBA, let's talk about a couple things in particular, man. And one thing that's just seemingly... Been a thorn in our sides probably for about a good, probably month and a month, ha- month and a half now, is the signing of Tim Tebow to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as each day passes black, more and more and more realistically, I start to think that this thing could actually go down. Tim Tebow could actually be on the final 53-man roster of the Jaguars. And this past week, we've seen video and pictures of Tim Tebow out on the practice field. We've heard reports come out say, Tebow, oh, he's, he's, he's catching touchdown passes in OTAs. Tebow looks in phenomenal shape. He's running routes better than they expected. He has decent hands for a man that's never played the position. Black, I want to start with you, sir. Where are you at with this thing with Tebow and the Jaguars? Black, do you feel that despite what we think, that this thing could actually come true and Tebow could be on the 53-man roster this season? Well, I'm still keeping my same stance with it, but um, shoot, what I think don't matter. You know, like you said, man, 
a lot has been going on. Saying everybody's saying Tebow look good, and then you have Trevor Lawrence come out and speak highly of Tim Tebow. You got other players on the team speaking highly of Tim Tebow. How he's just a a, a positive, positive guy in the locker room, and OTAs has has went very well. Um, these guys didn't bought in, man. So they they looks like they cool whatever with whatever Urban Meyer does. So. Tim Tim Tebow making his team is a real thing and it's something that potentially probably is going to happen. Don't want I don't want it to happen, but it may just happen. We'll have to see, you know, once we get into the uh the real camp starting next month and um and then you got preseason football games to really see what Tebow got. But man, yeah, I could it's 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 a real deal, man. It's something to really think about. You know, him being on this 53-man roster, like, it's a real possibility that that's going to happen. Um, Urban Meyer didn't sign. I don't think Urban Meyer just signed him to cut him. I hate to say it. You know, I I, I was like, okay, if he makes this team, then something something is wrong. But, hey, these guys, man, they obviously like the addition of Tebow, and he bring a positive effect to the locker room. With a bunch of young guys in the locker room, so yeah, D man, it's 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 possibly something that could happen. So uh, you may be seeing a lot more Tebow uh, come this season. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, this is disturbing. It's disturbing. This is disturbing. I mean, this is OTAs for crying out loud. This is OTAs. I don't know if anybody's ever been to an OTA practice. But they don't do much of anything. They're not in pads. They're not running plays. They're doing little scrimmage plays inside the red zone. You got your position groups out there going over their fundamentals and going over routines to keep them, uh, to get them sharp going into training camp, which we're not into. We all know from watching Hard Knocks, thank goodness the NFL and HBO combined and said, hey, we're going to give the, the, the NFL fans an inside look of what really goes down in training camp. And we see it year in and year out, the gladiator, vicious, ferocious, uh, 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 um, just vibe that is a part of training camp. And Tim Tebow is not a part of that as a tight end right now. So I'm definitely keeping my stance. And it's nice that the city is super excited about the Jaguars, but are they really excited about the Jaguars? Or are they just excited about Tim Tebow? I'm kind of getting mixed signals from the fans here in the city. But my stance completely on this is Tim Tebow has never played tight end ever. Ever. So you mean to tell me that Tim Tebow who hasn't played in a decade. It's better than the tight ends that are currently on the Jaguars who've been playing that position their entire life. I find that hard to believe. Now, I'm done with that part. This is the part that is ticking me off. Each day, what do we keep seeing? Boy, Urban Meyer might have a quarterback package for Tim Tebow. Huh? He may have a quarterback package for Tim Tebow. This is what's being talked about. This is buffoonery. Mm. If this is the case, Urban Meyer, I respect him. But if this is actually being talked about, this is idiotic. Shout out to Urban Meyer for going out. He's dropping a million, by the way. <laughs> shout out to Urban and Shad Khan for going out. He's and dropping a million. Now, back mm. to the topic. 
It is idiotic and it is buffoolery if this is being discussed. Somebody had a nerd to tell me I work black. Oh, you remember when they inserted Tebow win? Uh, when he was a freshman against Florida Georgia, he did the jump pass. <laughs> the what? <laughs> this is what you're excited about? <laughs> you're excited about a fourth and goal with the Los Angeles Rams highly touted defense on the three-yard line? You think Tebow going to get in there and do a jump pass to DJ Shark? I'm tired of the conversations already, but I'm not going to rain on everybody who's everybody's parade who's excited. If you're excited, be excited. But keep one thing in mind. Urban Meyer gets paid by Shad Khan to produce on every word that he said in all these press conferences. And if Tim Tebow runs out on the field at any point in this season in any way other than to be a motivational speaker without pads on. We should riot the city. Mm. We should riot. <laughs> Sunshine, the blue-eyed angel, Trevor Lawrence. And if you haven't heard my number one hit, it's currently on iTunes, and it goes a little like this. Sunshine, oh, sunshine The focus needs to be on him. Now, is it a good and a, is it is it something that's beneficial to Trevor Lawrence right now that he's not even being asked questions about how his um, uh, OTA is going? I, I ain't seen nobody ask him nothing. Mm-mm. They ask him, what do you think about Tim Tebow? Is Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow a great guy? Yes. Is Tim Tebow just a, the just a 100% just guy that everybody loves? He probably is. I don't know the man personally, but that's what he gives off. For crying out loud, the man's married to Miss America or something like that. We're talking football in the National Football League. And I'm going to say this, and this is a hot take. We're going to move on. Tim Tebow couldn't throw the football in the SEC. <laughs> so why are y'all talking about getting him a quarterback package in the NFL? Tim Tebow ain't even played tight end at Junior Pop Warner. <laughs> so why are we talking about him playing a tight end in the National Football League? Why? So we're going to keep following this story. We just keep getting these. We just keep getting them. We go to Twitter. It's there. ESPN, Bleach Report. I've never got so many ESPN drops to my message on my uh, message me on my phone about the Jacksonville Jaguars in my entire life. I didn't even get that many when Trevor Lawrence was drafted. I'm getting them every day with Tim Tebow being the tight end for the Jaguars. That sickens me. Mm. I'm here to keep it real. And we're going to be following this story. And best believe the sports desk will be breaking it down as this thing, unfortunately, further develops. All right, Black Julio Jones. Mm. Hottest name in the NFL right now. Hottest name on the market. Julio Jones would definitely be on the move, Black. Last couple of days, a lot of teams have come out and made their stances clear. Today, the Seattle Seahawks have came out and say they're in talks with Atlanta. The Tennessee Titans were the first team out of the box. They're in talks with Atlanta. The New England Patriots are in talks with Atlanta. And I'm, I'm quite sure there's a, other, a few other teams who are out there making phone calls as well. But Black Julio is probably, in, if healthy, he's probably in the last one or two years of his prime. If he's healthy coming into the season, probably in the last one or two years of his prime. He's been in the league. It's crazy that he's, I think he's been in the league, what, seven years? Coming up yeah. on seven? Yeah, it's about seven, eight years. Seven, eight yeah. years in the league. The, tr- the, the possibility of him on the move, Black, what do you see? Where would you like to see Julio um, traded to uh, probably in the next few weeks? Um, Yeah, with, with the uh, 
the deadline coming up in next month for teams to guess release player for that uh, roster bonus is due to the players. Yeah. So, man, um, I don't I, D. I really don't know. Like Seattle sounds great. Mm. Um, Tennessee sounds great to pair him with AJ Brown. Him and Metcalf together that could potentially be something. D, it's, I've been hearing Baltimore, him and Lamar teaming yeah, up. Yeah, that was the other team, the Ravens, like, yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's so many teams in there, but the one team that I really would like to see him at, and I think it would be crazy for him to go there, is the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think him going to the New England Patriots would uh, help Cam Newton out a whole lot. Sure. Surround all of the... All of the talent that they got in free agency and in the draft, and then you add a true number one now as a receiver, which the New England Patriots do not have. They don't have a true number one at at wide receiver. So the signing of uh, Julio Jones to England would be huge. I would love to see him go there, and that could be something scary for opponent for for the teams that's going up against New England this year. I think he would have an immediate impact there, and. Uh, if if you put him in if you got him and Cam Newton and they got the connection that that they're supposed to have this could be a beautiful thing you could be talking about MVP type of year for Cam Newton with Julio if he's healthy that's the key word if a big if like you said D I agree with you he's maybe in the last two to three years of his prime so the time is really not for Julio the last couple of years we've been seeing Julio he's been hurt or he hasn't been playing. He's been he, we know we've seen Julio do the things that he do on the football field, but more than anything, he's been hurt more than he's been on the field. So the New England Patriots, man, that'll be a a, a nice fit for Julio to wind up at. Uh and, and I, I looked it up real fast. Julio's going to his eleventh season. Oh man, he's going to his eleventh season. So Julio yeah, was, was definitely <laughs> yeah yeah. We said about eight years, but he's going to his eleventh year, and, and we know Julio has had a lot of injury plague. Uh, seasons and but we've seen Julio at at his best when he's fully healthy on several occasions and let's call it what it is in Atlanta. I mean the Falcons after they lost that twenty eight to three lead and, and did not capture that Super Bowl have been a dumpster fire. They've been one of the laughing stocks of the league. I mean the Jaguars have probably been the funniest in the league probably since then, but the Falcons have been right there. Matt Ryan in my opinion should have pushed to get out of Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan made a mistake staying in Atlanta. If you look at what's going on there, they they rebuilding a lot. Now, they got a lot of young talent in. They had a very good draft. They signed some people coming in. But I just don't see anything in Atlanta that's going to produce a, a winning situation. But I could be wrong. And Julio, jo- Julio Jones, he knows that. That's why he wants out. And he was on Undisputed the other day, and Shannon Sharp called him up. And he said, yeah, man, I'm out of there. You know, live on TV. You know what I'm saying? So that's a bad sign for the Falcons. But... What could they receive in return? They're asking for a first-round pick. Do I think they'll get it? Yeah, I do. But the one team, the one team that I see that has no choice but to break all ankles to get to him is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. It's the Baltimore Ravens. If he goes to New England, that will be something to see. But Lamar Jackson needs a weapon like him. He needs a weapon like Julio Jones. Baltimore Ravens has a winning organization. They got a winning mindset, winning Super Bowl head coach, and they've been they won their division the last three years there with Lamar's three years in the league. And we know how Rashad feels, our, our NFL football correspondent, about uh, Lamar Jackson. But you got to think with that run game, 
and the type of style that Julio plays at wide receiver, it could be a match made in heaven. Do I see him going to Seattle? No, I don't see how Seattle can pull that all. Last time I checked, they gave all their first-round picks to the New York Jets for Jamal Adams. So I don't really know how they can pull it off. Then you go look at New England. They got capital? Yeah, they do. Jaguar fans don't want to see him in Tennessee. Mm, that's a no-no. You don't want to see him in Tennessee. You do not. You can scratch off both of those if he's healthy in Tennessee. Jaguars won't beat the Titans this year. Mm. They won't. Because Tannehill will be revived. You got Julio on one side, A.J. Brown on the other side, Big King Henry in the backfield, and a stout offensive line. Pack your lunch. <laughs> it's a long day today. So it's real interesting to see where he goes. But I'm going to say this. I think Julio got something to prove. Mm-hmm. Even though we know what he could do on the football field when healthy, well, when's the last time we saw that? We haven't. When's the last time we saw Julio be dominant? We haven't. When's the last time we see Julio just take over a game? We have not. It's been a long time. And even though he's an exceptional talent, he has something to prove. Henceforth, one of him won at Atlanta. And I think he him going to wherever he may end up will revitalize his career. But, man, it's really interesting to see one of the game's top receivers on the move like this. And, of course, you know, here at the Sports as we'll be covering it. And, uh, you know, as soon as we find out where he goes, you know, we'll be breaking it down and giving you our thoughts and opinions. All right, black man, like – we got a lot to talk about, man. It's NBA basketball. We're recording on this Sunday. Uh, it's about 646 Nets and Celtics are about to tip off in game four. Unfortunately, Kimba Walker and uh 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 what's his name? Uh Kimba Walker and man, I'm man, the young kid, man. Uh Williams. I can't think of No, and the other kid ain't playing. So a few of them boys who ain't playing tonight due to injury. But anyway, we're getting ready to see that game. We got the game up here in the studio. But before we get to that game, man, we're going to get ready to catch up on all of the series um, and where they are at this point. So uh, let's get ready to talk about some NBA playoff basketball. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. All right, Black, let's get right into it, man. We got a lot to talk about, man, with uh, NBA playoff basketball. And me and Black, once again, are just not doing the best on this Sunday. Um, We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it, man. So we're going to go through all this series and update. Uh, give our thoughts and uh, feelings of what's going on with all the series in the NBA. But of course, man, we must start off with our <laughs> with our guys. And before we do that, let's pay the ultimate respects, please. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! 
All right, let's kick it off, man. Today at 3.30 on ABC on this Sunday, man, we just watched and stomached Game four, the first round matchup of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. Suns winning this game 100 to 92. Series is tied two apiece. Last time we talked with y'all, we were down 0-1. Lakers went on to win games two. Game three to go up two games one. We lose today in game four. We're just going to talk about the series as a whole. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a coming to Jesus moment, if you will. Black, let's open it up, man. Lakers, Suns. 2-2, 2-2, Lakers taking a loss at home today. Not a good game at all from anybody from Los Angeles. LeBron turned it on a little bit late, uh, uh, late in the third, going into the fourth quarter. Black, what are you standing? How you feel about this series, man? Chris Paul seems to be healthy again. Uh, look, man, I'm just tired of the BS, bro. You had the perfect opportunity to go up, to take a three-one commanding lead going back to going back to Phoenix. And you show up in this game today. I'm looking at the game early. I'm saying, I'm, okay, I'm looking at the the bouncing. I'm saying, okay, got a little energy. And just like in a blink of an eye, it went away. It's like, no, it, it, it didn't feel like everyone was engaged the way they needed to be engaged. I don't know what the deal is with our role players, but they're just not coming through for us. They're just not going coming through. They're not showing up. Anthony Davis cannot stay on the floor. He can't stay healthy. Growing this, need this. It's like every time you you look up, Anthony Davis is on his butt with something going on. And you know what? I wasn't even shocked that he got hurt. I couldn't even get mad or disappointed. Because you know why? That's what we've been seeing all year from Anthony Davis. It's, that's what we've been seeing the entire season with him missing over 30 games. And now we're in the playoffs in a pivotal series, in a pivotal game four, that we had a chance to take a 3-1 lead, and he gets hurt. Sit him to the side. Let's get to the second half. LeBron James, where's the effort at in the third quarter? It's like you stayed in the locker room with Anthony Davis. Where's the effort? Yeah, you tried to cut it on in the fourth, but it's, it's a little bit too late for that. You should have came out in the third quarter and asserted yourself. Tell everybody to get to get behind you and let's get this thing done. Kyle Kuzma, you're on notice. You're <laughs> on notice, sir. Matthews, I don't I don't know what the deal is with you. Uh, who is the rest of these shooters? Uh, do you help me out with these names, Macklemore, man? Macklemore. Morris. Si- it's it's just it's just awful. It's just awful to sit here and look at this look at this box score that I'm looking at from him. LeBron James, twenty five points. The next closest person to him was Marcus Gasol with twelve points. And Kyle Kyle Kuzma throwing in a whopping eleven points. This is a guy that LeBron wanted to keep in L.A., but for for what? For this? D, I don't know what's going on, but we got a game five coming up. And if AD can't go, LeBron just gonna <laughs> LeBron just gonna have to put his head down, bro, and go. I understand, <laughs> I understand like LeBron older. I don't want to make no excuses for him because it's we in the playoffs, bro. Like we don't have time to be stagnant. Emar- <laughs> 
Dennis Schroeder, where were you today? Where were you? Very aggressive in the last two games, but you were a non-existent today. LeBron, if AD cannot go in game five, LeBron is going to have to do this himself and hope that the role players should step up. Am I in panic mode? No, I'm not, D. I'm not in panic mode. But I'm, I'm seeing some stuff that's starting to concern me. But I believe it's stuff that can be fixed. I didn't see LeBron James play with worse, with less than what he has now and win. So game five is a big game, but LeBron going to have to assert himself and just take over this series. I know they're trying to do everything through Anthony Davis, but what do you do when he's not available to you? You got to go with the mindset, oh, we don't know if we're going to have Anthony Davis. I need to do this myself. That's the mindset LeBron need to have. Because we don't know if he's going to be around or he's going to be able to play. That's been a story all year. Not, not panicking, D. I'm concerned. But it's some things that can be fixed. LeBron just has to take over this series and go out there and lead his team to victory and, and try to get these next two wins because you can't go seven games with the Suns. You cannot. I feel like you can't go seven games with the Suns and go back to Phoenix and try to win this thing. Do I think LeBron could put it off? Yeah, I do. I believe in LeBron. But it's going to be a really tough, tough task because these boys gained some more confidence in this series. They probably never lost the confidence. They probably never lost it, being down 2-1. And they got the game that they needed. Go back home. Now we have a pivotal game five that we got to get ready for on Tuesday. So uh, that's why I stand with them right now, D. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to stop lying to myself. I'm done with lying to myself about this team. And I've been feeling this way. And I'm going to keep it real. I haven't been keeping it real with y'all. Black, I have not been keeping it real with you. I haven't been keeping it, I haven't been keeping it real to our listeners. I've been faking the funk. And what do I mean by that? I knew going into this season that we needed two things for this team to get back to the finals, to compete for a championship again. We needed Anthony Davis to be a top five player in the league top three player in the league all year long he missed 30 plus games we needed LeBron James to have a healthy season a healthy transition with new teammates like Dennis Schroeder Montrez Harrell added on Drummond came in late we needed the entire season to get chemistry because if you look at LeBron James Finals teams, LeBron ain't missed time. LeBron was there. He was able to get this team in shape and get him and form a DNA with a team. The Lakers have no DNA. Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy. This is something I'm not going to convince myself of that this is not going to happen. The man will not be available this year. Did you see how he was grimacing on the ground holding that groin? He hurt. He hurt. He come out there with the knee, the groin, the ankle. Anthony Davis cannot be a top five player in these playoffs this year. Did he look like it in games two and three of these NBA playoffs? Yes, he did. 
But as soon as he came out on that knee the wrong way the other night, I said to myself, dear God. And lo and behold, in the first half of game number four, what happens? Down goes Anthony Davis again. I quickly go to LeBron James. I say, LeBron has to turn it on now. I know how LeBron play. I know what LeBron James looked like when he's locked in. LeBron ain't look, look, ain't look locked in this entire season except late in the fourth quarter of game two. LeBron been trying to coast. He been trying to preserve himself because that's what he feels like he needs to do. LeBron is not 100%. No excuses. He's not. And he's depending on the role players and Anthony Davis to get him as close to the finals as he can. And then LeBron will give everything he have left to try to get a championship. That will not happen this year. I am being honest. The Los Angeles Lakers will not win the NBA championship this year. They won't. When I look at the Western Conference and I look at what's going on in the East, we don't have it. Kyle Kuzma is abysmal. Dennis Struder is hot, cold, 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 then hot. We were lying back on Mark Gasol and to prayerfully give us something. Frankie V, rotations, trash. Why is Montrez Harrell not in these games? Why is he not in these games? He had DMPs game two and three. But now you have to forcefully put him in. Not only did you wait to put him in in the fourth quarter after AD went down in the second, why did you do that? He has some type of offensive prowess out there and some type of chemistry with the rest of the team. Ben McAmore can't give me nothing. Caruso, all he can do is give me some decent defense and we pray to God he can hit a couple threes. I ain't seen Caruso go to the hole one time this playoffs. Then every time he went, he's missing layups. The Los Angeles Lakers are in bad shape. I'm not confident in this team. And y'all can kiki, hee all you want because I know that's what you've been waiting on. But I'm here to be truthful. Shout out to Smooth. He said it. Shout out to Smooth. He said it. When the Los Angeles Lakers did not resign Dwight Howard and they let JaVale McGee walk, I said, dear God. So what kind of presence of toughness do we have in the inside? None. Andre Drummond, he is not a tough guy. Montrezl Harrell is a tough guy, but he can't play because Frankie V won't play him. Anthony Davis is not tough. The only tough customer we got is Dennis Schroeder, and he's hot and cold. We're not in good shape. Now, do I believe Los Angeles Lakers can still win this series? I don't know. We're going back to Phoenix for a game five, and I'm going to need LeBron to give me 35, 12, and 12. And hope to God that Dennis Schroeder can give me 15 to 20. I hope to God that Andre Drummond can give me 15 to 20. And McLemore, Caruso, and the rest of the game can give me points. KCP will be dearly missed because Wesley Matthews can't score either. We're in bad shape. Let's just call it what it is. I'm not going to lie to myself. So here's where D is at. A faithful Los Angeles Lakers fan. And a major LeBron James supporter. I will be stunned if the Los Angeles Lakers win a championship this year. Stunned. I'm checked out. I'm watching the games in hope to see just what the hell happens. Because the product that's on the floor is not resembling championship DNA. And I hate to say this, but it's true. (laughs) Not even LeBron James is displaying championship DNA right now. He's not. So we got a reigning champion out here swinging for the fences. But here's the problem. Chris Paul's healthy again. I saw it today. Chris Paul's healthy again. He's back leading his team again. Devin Booker 
DeAndre Ayton is averaging 25 and 10. Cameron Payne is going to get $100 million off the Lakers this year. Somebody going to pay Cameron Payne money. Because he's not missing. He's slashing. He's doing everything, dear God, we hope that Kyle Kuzma should be doing. Every time Kuzma comes into the game, he be running around with that little blonde hair and be bricking and bricking and falling. It just pisses me off. Hmm. But I'm going to digress. Because I'm being honest. Do I want my Lakers to win? Yes. Do I pray and hope that we can get back to the finals? Yes. Do I want another title back-to-back? Yes, I do. But I don't see it. Either the Brooklyn Nets or the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be your NBA champions this year. One of those two will win the NBA championship. And the way Portland's playing? The way Utah is playing? (laughs) I don't know if the Los Angeles Lakers can beat anybody in the West. So we sit and we wait like we do all year, Black, to see if Anthony Davis is available. We have to sit and wait. So, Black, you tell me this, and I'm going to ask you. A guy with a hobbled left knee that got hyperextended and now pulled his groin, writhing in pain the way he was on the floor? You believe in that? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. So, that's what we are. Mm -hmm. What you got to say about that, Black? Um... I really don't, you know, I understand and see how you, I understand and feel how you feel. I feel that. And just something in my heart. I just know the Lakers, man. It's, it's, it's been a long year, man. But it's the playoffs. You can't make excuses for your team, and I'm not going to do that here. But LeBron James, if it's anything, anything you can put together <laughs> for motivation or being a leader or whatever it is, we're gonna need you. Like D said, we're gonna need thirty. We're gonna need a triple double out of you on Tuesday night. It's very concerning to me, but I still believe in LeBron James. I'm gonna always believe in LeBron James. <clears throat> but this team, and I gotta agree with D when you said it. This this team is really swinging for the fences now. Yeah, you just hope somebody shows up and helps LeBron out. Somebody. You just and, and 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 that's not what you had in the past. In the bubble, you just you had toughness, grit. And, and, and it's crazy that we don't have toughness. I'm listening to Mark Gasol uh, talk after the game. He was like, uh, "Next man up," but who is it? Who's next man up? Is it you, Mark? Is it Martrez? Is it Kuzma? Is it Wesley Matthews? Is it Dennis Struder? It, who is it? Who's going to be the one who shows up? You can't have games in the playoff where you where you where you hot, you're hot, and then you're cold, cold, cold. Like they just said, LeBron James and Dennis Schroeder, you should have turned it up a notch in the third when you knew Anthony Davis wasn't coming back. And Mark Jackson uh, and uh, Van Gundy was said the exact thing. They was like, "Where is Dennis Schroeder?" Why isn't he turning up? Why is where is the energy plays? What is he doing? You want to sit out there and keep smiling and, and just smiling at Cameron Payne dropping you down. Jesus. Chris Paul getting a little float on you. What, what, what are you doing? Los Angeles Lakers, you have to wake up and do something. <laughs> you have to wake up and figure this out. You like know, it's 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 crazy to me, you, man. And 
You know what, man? I hate to cut y'all. I do. I do hate to cut y'all, Black, because I don't mean to be rude. But I ain't watching Game 5. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. I get up very early in the morning to go to work. And I'm not sacrificing my sleep or my rest to watch foolishness. I'm going to bed. And if the Lakers can win game five and go three games to two and come home to close out in game six, then I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Because I'm not going to sit around and watch LeBron James take his time and decide when he wants to turn over when the Lakers are down 16. I'm not going to watch Dennis Schroeder disappear after he turned down an $85 million contract to the Lakers because he believes he's worth $100 million. I'm not going to watch Anthony Davis fall apart like glass another game. Am I being a push but oh, look at D, he's falling apart? Yeah, I am. And I don't care who, I don't care what you think about it out there, because I know a bunch of you out there got the biggest grins on your face. Shut up. It is what it is. The series is 2-2. I have no faith in my team at the moment. I do not believe my team will win the NBA championship this year. And I believe that. I'm watching it. I'm reporting on what I see. When the Lakers lost to the Portland Trailblazers in game one, Black, what in God's green earth happens in game two, game three, game four, and game five? Total annihilation! When the Houston Rockets won game one, Black, can you tell me what happened games two through five? Total annihilation. Have you seen any type of energy similar to the bubble in the playoffs last year? Just anything similar? Zero, sir. In four games in these playoffs, you've seen nothing, correct? Zero, sir. Hmm. And I rest only, my case. Only, only thing that's really helping us is when Anthony Davis is on the floor, but he's not available to us as we speak. He's not. And we don't know the next time he will be. And then just to hear, man, you got to have Anthony Davis, and we know the offense runs through him. Yeah. You have a four-time NBA champion, final, four-time finals MVP running through him. Yeah. LeBron James, if you just so happen to hear this, sir, just so happen to hear put this. this team on your back and let's pray. Me and D going to pray. <laughs> we may not watch, but we're going to pray <laughs> and hope that the others, yeah, I'm calling you the others, show up and help you out, sir. You know what? The Marcus Morris. Caldwell Pope, Catavius Caldwell Pope, I know he hurt right now, but I'm talking about the game one, two, three, and I'm not going to run on the tangent. We're about to move on. You in the corner, why open? Caruso, why open? I'm looking at these shots. The Phoenix Suns is like, bro, we're not even going to guard y'all. They throwing so many bricks out there, man. It's just a brand new house on the block. They build that mug right in Staples, too. Game five, Tuesday night in Phoenix. Biggest game of the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. I will not be watching. I will hope to wake up the next morning as I prepare to go to work and roll over and look at my phone. And hopefully the first one that I see is Lakers win by 26. (laughs) (laughs) And head back to LA. LeBron James goes for 40, 12, and 15. And Anthony Davis will be back in game six. Because the way it's looking, I'm waiting on the alert to say Anthony Davis will not be available in game five. Because you know what that's going to do, right? 
when the Phoenix Suns and they fancy that Anthony Davis ain't available for game five, they're going to route us. And then the Lakers will be down 3-2 and have to win game six at home and then black on next Sunday at 3.30 on ABC. Because you know what, black? I looked ahead on my TV back. The TV guy think it's going to be game seven. Mm. 3.30 on ABC in Phoenix on my off day. <laughs> Moving on. Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns, tied 2-2. Y'all let us know what you think about what me and Black had to say, because I know y'all laughing at that. I ain't going to call your names out. You know who you is. Y'all hit us up. It's thick right now for me and Black, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, Black, let's go ahead and move along, man, to a series. That is over. The Miami Heat got swept by the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and the gang got it done. Game four, 120 to 103. And by God, Black, you said it earlier today when me and you was talking. Nobody, and I mean nobody, seen this coming, my boy. Bucks, move on. Uh, Black, what are your thoughts, man, of just Miami just getting absolutely embarrassed getting swept in the first round? Oh, man, it's it's, it's tough to see them lose like that, man. But, golly, you just got to give credit to the Milwaukee Bucks, man. They showing that Giannis, Giannis is uh putting his best foot forward, man. He is... He is being dominant, and then the, the key pieces that they got in Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker are paying dividends for them defensively. And it's crazy, man, to see how Miami couldn't even – it seemed like Miami couldn't even put it together. Jimmy Butler, Butler looked like he was uh, in Chicago all over again. Didn't show up. Wow. He may play a little bit of good defense for you, give you a couple points here and there. Jimmy Butler just didn't have it. He didn't have it. This series, he had to be the best player for the for the Miami Heat, and he wasn't. No, sir. And the and, and the Milwaukee Bucks took advantage of that. Defensively, offensively, Milwaukee, I like what I'm seeing from you. Sure. Total domination in the first round. You have to keep that up because you're going to need it when you get get ready for your next second round opponent, Boston or the Nets. You're going to need it. We hoping that it's the Nets. But that same energy, that same. Uh, defensive prowl on 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 the defensive side, and then offensively, you're getting the ball to Giannis, and he's getting it out to the shooters. They're making baskets. That's a recipe. That's a recipe for winning. So shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, man, on a dominant first round sweep of the uh the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat. Yeah, it's D. And I know you finna speak on it, but Pat Riley got some questions need to be some things need to be asked, uh, answered. Some questions need to be answered. Some questions need to be answered by Pat Riley. You should be looking at this team like, what can I do, or what opportunity did I miss? Because I seen Bam out of Bayou, his game has to evolve. Kendrick Nunn is not on the floor enough. Huh. He's a play monkey maker, and you're not. You don't have him on the. Goran Dragic is old, and we've seen it in this series. When Kendrick Nunn came in the game, he was getting buckets for you, but you want to keep him on the sideline. So some some questions need to be answered from Pat Riley about this Miami Heat team in the bubble. Man, they <laughs> they shocked a lot of people, but this didn't look like the Miami Heat from the bubble. Uh, so Pat Riley got some explaining to do D well, First off I just want to speak on the series Like you said Black total domination Giannis and Milwaukee they were not playing 
we all know what happened last year in the bubble with the Heat and um the Heat and the Bucks. They got embarrassed. They got embarrassed. Milwaukee got sit home in five games. Giannis went down in game two with a high ankle sprain. Just an ugly, ugly, ugly way to lose in the end of the season last year. Milwaukee came and they gained vengeance. They dominated every every aspect of the game. Even three-point shooting, which Miami is a decent shooting team. Inside, no question. No question the dominance was asserted, asserted by Bam Adebayo and by and all those other people, Brooke Lopez. Excuse me, but Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Bam Adebayo was an absolute no-show down in the block and had the nerve to be screaming he should have been a finalist for defensive player of the year. Why? It's cool when you get five blocks against the Sacramento Kings, but you can't be getting dunked on by Giannis to try to win defensive player of the year. Bam. We love you here, but Bam. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, most disappointing player in the NBA this year. Oh, most disappointing. Most disappointing player in the National Basketball Association was Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler made the whole basketball world believe last year that he has arrived. Mm-hmm. That he, he deserves to be in conversations of superstar status. And then we were reminded just exactly who Jimmy Butler was, who he is. A really nice player who plays hard. And will occasionally get hot offensively here and there. Jimmy Butler wanted to be a leader of a team. Jimmy Butler wanted to be in an environment where he can thrive and he can be the guy. And he had his opportunity in Miami. He's not that guy. He's not. He needs someone else beside him. For all that, for all of you out there, said, but they went to the finals last year in the bubble. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But also, the Dallas Mavericks have a, a, a NBA Finals championship as well. They got hot at the right time. And the Heat did last year. But this year, they dropped back to form. Bucks dominated. They're moving on to the second round. They're scary. They're healthy. They're playing probably the best defensively outside of Philadelphia. Giannis looks confident. Drew, uh, Drew Holiday? Hmm. My goodness, you see the impact that he's making on this team. Shout out to the Bucks moving forward. Now, I have to address something. Please bear with me. Pat Riley, legendary basketball coach, very good executive, very good president of operations, has kept the Miami Heat afloat for many, many, many years. Responsible for getting getting the big three together down in South Beach, getting Shaquille O'Neal to South Beach to join Dwayne Wade, winning championships, three championships uh, in the past decade with uh, the Miami Heat. But after LeBron James left, the Miami Heat, they just went back to that middle-of-the-pack team in the Eastern Conference. Last year, they got to the NBA Finals. And for the better half of the season before the trade deadline, there was one trade that was being talked about and talked about and talked about. That was Bradley Beal being traded from the Washington Wizards to the Miami Heat for guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. And the Miami Heat and Pat Riley leaked out information stating the this. <laughs> that Tyler Hero was untouchable. 
Tyler Hero will not be traded. Excuse me? What has Tyler Hero done to deserve any respect? Because he had a decent rookie season? Did anybody see a Tyler Hero highlight this year? (laughs) Did anybody see Tyler Hero have a breakout game at any point this season? Hell, did he play in the playoffs? Bradley Bill dropped a 50 ball 10 times this year. You mean to tell me if Bradley Bill wasn't on the Miami Heat that this team could be fighting for a spot to get back to the NBA Finals? Due to the offensive explosion that this man possesses, he is a good defender as well. But Pat Riley said that a Tyler Hero can't be touched? Mm. Pat Riley, you should resign. (laughs) Pat Riley, you should call it quits. You should pack it up. You should go elsewhere and start rejoining your retirement. I mean, by God, you've been in the NBA 50 years. It's time, Pat. Because if you sitting up here telling somebody that Tyler Hero versus Bradley Bill is not up for discussion, you need to go. Mm. You've been hoping and wishing, oh, maybe we got a shot at Kevin Durant. No, you didn't. Oh, we hope we got a shot at Giannis. No, you didn't have a shot at Giannis. But the one opportunity you had to trade, to trade for Bradley Bill, whether he wanted to get traded or not, because Bill has been adamant that he loves it in Washington and he wants to build a winner there. But the Wizards were going to trade him. And you said, but no Tyler Hero. I'm going to say it again. Pat Riley, you should resign. You should pack up your office. You should write thank you notes to everybody who works in the front office. And you should go home to your nice, beautiful mansion in Miami. Sit out in your pool. Enjoy a nice Arnold Palmer. (laughs) And enjoy your millions upon millions of dollars in your retirement, sir. That's what you should do, Pat. Because you know what, Tyler? Tyler Hero remained on the team. Gotcha. Gotcha. Swept. You know what Duncan Robinson remaining on your team this year instead of having Bradley Billy got you swept. Got Giannis here talking about, boy, we ain't playing with our food. Giannis out here talking crazy about y'all boys. Mm. And Pat, you sitting up there with that mask on, that slick back gray hair looking crazy when the buzzer go off. (laughs) Miami Heat, you took a black eye this year. Miami Heat, you took a step back this year. You might not be as attractive as you once were going into the season. This was the year for the Heat to capitalize on their momentum, and they did not do that. They went home in four games, Milwaukee Bucks move on, and Bradley Bill still in Washington. Shouldn't have been the case. Would have loved to see what Bradley Bill looked like in the Miami Heat uniform and seeing what this team could have done in the playoffs. Mm. But we didn't get to see that. All right, moving on to the next series. Black, we got a good one, man. Portland Trail Blazers and the Denver Nuggets are sitting at 2-2. Game four was this past Saturday. Back and forth game. Portland just pulled away in the second half. Dame literally didn't even have a great game. But he had a lot of assists. Carmelo Anthony got going. CJ McCollum got going. Nurkic got going. Real solid effort for the rest of the guys in Portland sitting at 2-2. Black, what do you think about this series right now? And Black, who do you think has the edge going into game five? 
Um, man, it's a really good series. One of the more entertaining series. Um, that I mean, Denver came in game three, man, and <laughs> and looked amazing. The first the game uh, game three in Portland, like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting uh, I was expecting Portland to have a chance to go up three one in this series, but that didn't happen. Uh, Denver showed up in game three. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Joker just put them boys on his back and said, "Let's get this win." For sure. You know. So, but game three, man, total domination by the Portland Trailblazers. Total domination. You got twenty nine points from Norman Powell. Then Nurkic showed up with a nice seventeen piece, and then CJ McCullough throwed in a, uh, another twenty one points. Not a lot, and like you said, not a lot from Dame. Assist no. was up. Melo showed up, hit big timely threes. Um, D, I still have to get an edge to Denver going back to Denver. Okay, this is going to this is this is going to be very critical for Portland if because if they don't get this win in Denver, it's going to be tough in Portland because. I think Denver knows what they have to do to win to win in Portland because we've seen them do it in Game Three. It didn't show up in Game Four for some reason. I don't know what. But I'm gonna give a little slight edge to Denver. But uh, Joker, the Joker is gonna have to be all world, and then we need a sighting from um, Michael Porter Jr., Austin Rivers. Who we need all everybody else to show up. So game game five. What is game game four? Game this four is gonna game five. Game two, five. Two. Yeah, two two. Game five is gonna be uh, a really big game. For uh, the Portland Trail Breakers or the Denver Nuggets, so I'm looking forward to see what happens in that series. Yeah, this has been a, a back and forth series. We haven't even had a we even we we haven't had a real close game in either one of these games. Um, I think game one Portland beat them lopsided. Denver came back, got a lopsided win. Vice versa for game three and game four. But I will say this: I honestly think Portland should be up three games to one right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I for them to lose game three at home was like, wow, y'all lost game three at home. Don't get me wrong. Joker is going to be the MVP this year. But when you look at their team, Michael Porter Jr., he, 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 it's like Michael Porter Jr. is a nice player, but you're not seeing a growth that you're not seeing the growth that he should have in the playoffs, if that makes sense. He had a very good regular season, but you would you would expect Michael Michael Porter to come in and, and be a little bit more assertive and and have a little uh, have more moments in the playoffs so far. And he hasn't had that just yet. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, he's out there. You know, he's athletic, but you're not. Who else is there with the Joker? Who else is there? Mm. You know, it's a really team effort for what they got going on. And when you look at this Portland team, I'm looking at Nurkic. I look at Dame, I look at CJ, I look what Melo doing, Norman Powell's doing, uh, Anthony Simons, I love that kid. Love Anthony Simons, man. Like, they got a lot of things going on when I look at like, dang, man, Portland needs to get it together because if they don't, and they go to Denver and they lose game five, man, they're going to be in a position to lose this series because we all know Joker can come out one game and beat you by himself. Mm -hmm. And Denver don't want to mess around. Now, am I going to stick with Portland? Uh, Portland don't want to mess around. Am I going to want to stick with Portland to win a series? Yes. I do think Portland is going to win this series in seven games. I think it's going to take seven games of them going back to Denver on Denver's home floor to get this uh, uh, win and move to the next round. Portland is just one of those teams you just got to be careful because the Portland Trailblazers, look, they can get to the NBA Finals this year. If everything is clicking for Portland, they got all of the pieces. They do. But we all know the story with Portland. I'm not going to go there, but we just know the story year in and year on the playoffs. Well, this is a very competitive series. 
I'm going to go with Portland to, you know, take game five. It may be in this in six going back home to Portland, but I'm enjoying the game. You don't really get those West Coast games on that early. So to get that game on at four o'clock on a Saturday was pretty good. Really enjoyed that series. We'll keep our eyes closed and see what happens there. All right, Black, really not much to talk about in this next series. Philadelphia 76 is up three games to nothing on the Washington Wizards, man. Um, nothing's been competitive for Washington. They came out for a little bit in game two and was a little bit competitive until Philly just, you know, closed the door. Black, what are you seeing from Philly? Because, you know, the Wizards just ain't got nothing to really talk about. They just been getting beat. What are you seeing in this series with Philly up three games to nothing? I'm seeing a lot from Philly, but the one thing that Ray, the one thing that makes you look and be like, man, Philly looks so dominant, Joel Embiid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He had this is literally one of the first series that I've seen Joel Embiid just say, I'm not going to be denied. Yeah. I'm going to go to this basket and do what I want to do. Yes. And that's what he's been doing. Nobody can stop if me. If you have that Joel Embiid with this 76ers team, it's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah. Ben Simmons just averaging just averaging a K, a con, a, con, a concasional triple double in this series, just about a casual triple double. I'm sorry, a casual triple double. That's what he's averaging. Defensively, he's taking away your best player. Bradley, Bradley Bill hasn't been able to do anything. Zero. When you dub B, he's kicking it out to the shooter. Little self, Danny Green. Who's hitting threes? I'm, I'm like, oh man, what was this in LA? <laughs> the Sixers have all the pieces to get to a finals this year. Yeah. And the coach. I thought that I thought that the Wizards could potentially get one or two games. Yeah. But no, sir. No, nah, it's over. No, sir. It's over. Joel Embiid, if you just so happen to hear this, if you sir, just happen to hear this. Keep up the good work, my guy. Keep pushing the pace. Keep the pedal to the metal. And you know what's working for Joel Embiid, D? And this is what pissed me off about the Lakers a little bit more. Dear Lord. He has the white hour in his ear. He has the white hour in his ear. Playing dividends. Paying dividends. Paying dividends. Yeah. And then that toughness that you see about Philadelphia, when Dwight comes in, you see it. That's what the Lakers are missing. Mm Mm-hmm. So shout out to Doc Rivers in that front office on getting Dwight Howard in there to help Joel Embiid get him get him to the place where he needs to be to show that he's the dominant force that he is. I don't see why Joel Embiid can be the most dominant players in these playoffs. I don't see why he can't. Because I'm looking at the teams in the East, and you tell me what big man in the East is going to be able to stop Joel Embiid. <laughs> None. So total domination by the 76ers. This series will be over tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, correct? Yeah. This series Monday will night. be over tomorrow night, and we'll have another sweep uh, of the Washington Wizards. Bring out the brooms. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. Just total domination. Joel Embiid's doing what he wants to do. Shout out to Tobias Harris. He's playing really, really well. Tobias Harris is almost averaging 25 in this series. Ben Simmons just being uh, exceptional on the defensive end, just taking Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook away. And we know if Washington doesn't have Westbrook or uh, Bill, then they have nothing. 
Then they have nothing. So Embiid's being dominant. Great coaching by Doc. They're going to shut this thing down Monday night and move on to the next round and wait on uh, the winner of, I believe, uh, Atlanta and New York. All right. So, like I said, I ain't have much to add uh, add to that. Just pure total domination by Philadelphia. They should be closing out this series on Monday night. All right, man. Black are currently watching a pretty good one so far in Boston. Uh, Tatum's going nuts out here early on. He's the only thing they have. Of course, Kimball Walker ain't available again. It's 29-29 in the first quarter with three minutes to go. So, um, everything is um, just going down in Boston. And, boy, would it be something if Jason Tatum can get this win and tie this thing up 2-2 by himself. <laughs> so, we watching this game while we recording the show. All right, Black, let's move on to the next series, man. The Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies series is sitting at two games to one. Uh, game, I think game four is tonight. I think. No, no, they played last night. Grizzlies and I'm Utah. sorry. They played last night. You are correct. Utah winning 121 to 111. Black, this is the late game every single time. <laughs> this is the late game every single time. I'm not going to lie. I have to wake up next day and watch the NBA highlight. This is try to see what went down. But I can see one thing in particular, Black, and I'm going to kick this one off. Donovan Mitchell just makes a difference. Mm-hmm. They lost game one. Memphis went in and got game one in Utah. Donovan Mitchell comes back after some controversy with his injury. They saying the Utah doctors weren't on the same page. Donovan Mitchell was stunned that they kept him out of game one, which caused some friction in the front office. They had they said Dwayne Wade had to fly to Utah to come because, you know, Dwayne Wade is part owner of the team. Mm-hmm. He had to fly to Utah and meet with Donovan Mitchell and see what the hell was going on because Mitchell was disgruntled. During the playoffs, I guess cooler heads prevailed. Mitchell was back game two. They're on the two-game winning streak, up two games to one. But you see John Morant getting better, elevating, growing. And I know he's playing really, really well. But I'd be, rem- I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Dylan Brooks. This kid is going to be a star in this league. Mm. Dylan Brooks plays exceptional defense. He's energetic. He has good handles. Gets to the rack and he's strong. He can shoot the three. This backcourt with Brooks and Morant, this is going to be a nice young backcourt in the NBA. Memphis has always been that team. Ever since the Grindhouse team with Zebo, Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, Tony Allen, they've always just been in the mix. Mm-hmm. They never get the respect, though, but they're always in the mix. So this series is 2-1. Um, Black, what are your thoughts, man, on Utah and Memphis as we get ready for game four on tomorrow night, I believe, Monday night? Yeah, man. Uh, like you said, Donovan Mitchell, he makes a difference for the Utah Jazz. Having him the last two games, he just give you that other piece that they need and, and to put with uh, everything that they have around him. Rudy Gobert, obviously, obviously he didn't show himself after that game, off a of game one performance he had. But um, yeah, man, Utah just it's it, it's it's a lot to deal with. There's so many people you have to. They have a full team that can that can get buckets at any time. Shooters everywhere. Shout out to six man Clarkson. He just was uh, knocking them down last night. So I was like, oh man, like this, <laughs> it's coming from everywhere. But the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, man, they fight and they fight and trying to get these get some of these games. John Morant, it's crazy. We just spoke on him and said how he wasn't. You know, what is he doing? How is game going to develop when he's shot and this and that? And then the kids just 
putting on great performances here in the uh in the playoffs against the Utah Jazz. Dylan Brooks, man, uh this kid is going to be something special. I agree with you, D. He's going to be something special. So, um I think I really believe Memphis is maybe a, a piece or two away and you know they're going to be a team to have to be reckoned with. I'm sitting there looking at the game last night and I was thinking like, "Dang, who would have thought little Ja Morant would be the one playing in the playoffs before Zion Williams?" To me, <laughs> me. So I'm sitting. I was like, "Wow, you know, I. Th- yeah. It's crazy to really to really think about it." But man, shout out to Utah for gaining control of this series. Um, I'm pretty looking for a pretty good performance out of uh, Memphis because they know the season on the line on tomorrow night. So I think that's going to be a really good game tomorrow night. So uh, let's see what happened there, man. But I think Utah going to take this series in six games and uh, get it over with. Yeah, I give the Grizzlies one more game. I give it one more game, and it better be the next one. It better be the next one to go 2-2. If they lose game four in their house, man, it might be over in five. But I'm going to give the Grizzlies one more game. I think John Morant and Dylan Brooks and the boys, they they come together. They get them another win in this series. All right, Black, let's move on. Man, the Atlanta Hawks up three games to one on the New York Knickerbockers. Did not expect this. I thought I think both of us – uh, call this to go seven games and it don't look like it's going to go that way. The Atlanta Hawks up three games to one. Black, what are you seeing in this series? Trey Young's playing exceptional. Collins playing exceptional. Um, Bogey, I mean, the whole Atlanta Hawks are playing really, really well. Me and you was talking a little earlier before we did the show. What are your thoughts on this series, man? Knicks down one game to three, man. Man, I'm so shocked, man. And just talking, we was talking earlier to prepare for the show. I just hated to hear what you had to say about the Knickerbockers. Yeah. Because I mess with Tibbs, man. Yeah, shout out Tibbs. Tibbs just ain't got no help coming off the bench. Nothing. Where's the help? It ain't there. It ain't there. I'm like, oh, man. And and I thought inserting Derrick Rose was such a good idea, but after him, you don't have anything. No. The Atlanta Hawks are doing everything to take Julius Randle out out of this series. R.J. Barrett, where are you? What are you doing? You haven't evolved. They're taking away. Uh, they taking away. They're taking away Julius Randle. You have to be the one to step up. Role players, where are you? What are you doing? New York Knicks, I believed in you. The Atlanta Hawks are flexing their muscle against the New York Knicks, and I did not think that. They literally have Trey Young who can fill it up, little ice tray, and they got a bunch of shooters around him. They got they got 22 from Collison. Trey Young throwed in a 27 piece. Gallinari had a 21 piece, and Bogey gave you 15 off the bench. Yeah. That's a winning recipe. That's a winning recipe. And just the energy and, and how fast paced that uh Atlanta plays. It's, it's great to watch and to see them, man. And if the Knicks don't get it together in Madison Square Garden in Game 5, this series is over with. Tibbs, you got to, Tibbs, something got to, we got to figure out how to get some help coming off that bench. We got to figure out something to get some help coming off that bench to give your team a shot. If you don't get, if you don't get somebody off that bench to help, if you don't get somebody off that bench to help, 
it's going to be over with. So I'm excited about this series, man. One of the best series to watch, especially all the energy in Atlanta and New York, man, from these crowds. It's been crazy. We've seen it in Phoenix game one with the Lakers, but, man, it's just it feels so great to have the crowds back in the energy that we have in the, from, from Madison Square Garden in Atlanta, man. I'm really enjoying this series. Um, <sighs> D, I picked the Knicks to win this series, man, but I... <laughs> It looks like Atlanta might close this thing out, man, because I don't know I don't know if Julius Randle and them got enough help, man. They're a great team defensively, but they can't score the ball. They can't score the ball. Like, they're going to have to have great performances put together because Atlanta, they're doing everything that they need to do to win this series, and I think this series could potentially be over on Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, this series is over on Tuesday night. I also picked the New York Knickerbockers to win this series in seven games, and I watch every game. I watch every game. And simply put, they can't score. And when I say they, the Knicks, the Knicks can't score. Julius Randle has been a no-show in this playoff series. Derrick Rose had a hot, what, 26-piece in game two to get a 1-1. And after that, he had four points today. Mm. Who else is available? R.J. Barrett's not a scorer. He's a wing defender that can get you 10 points. They don't have any three-point shooting. They have nothing. Julius Randle is not playing well, shooting 24% from the field. That is not going to get anything done. The Atlanta Hawks have a very nice team. They're young, well-coached. They are going to be around in the Eastern Conference for a long time. The one thing that I love with Trey Young, his first few years in the league, he had to do all of the scoring. It was dependent on him to be the scoring. He really couldn't be a point guard. Trey Young's being a point guard in the series. He's distributing. He's running the offense. He's picking his shots. He's getting his guys involved. Him and Clint Compella have amazing chemistry. Amazing chemistry. Collins playing yeah, well. Bogey coming off the bench playing well. I mean. Gallinari still, I mean, just very, very good offensive uh, explosions from the Hawks that keep the Knicks down. They just keep the Knicks down, so this series is over. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks will be going on to the second round to face Philadelphia second 76ers. That could be in- interesting because, excuse me, that could be interesting because the Hawks are not afraid. The one thing I worried about coming into this series was would New York bully them? Would New York rattle Trey Young and, 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 and upset the light-skinned nation? Mm. But that's not the case. Trey Young about that life. And the Atlanta Hawks are playing extremely well. This series is over. I'll be shocked if it gets back to Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. If Julius Randle decides to go berserk and go for 40 when they get back to Madison Square Garden, so be it. But guess what? It won't be enough if he has 40. Because by God, who else is going to give him the other 25 to 30 points to beat him? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Trey, Bogey, Gallinati, Collins, all them boys are going to be in double figures. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens there. So very, very impressed by the Atlanta Hawks uh, so far in this season. Uh, uh, this uh, playoffs, game five set. For Tuesday night. Hey man, shout out to our NBA correspondent Smooth man. He called this series. He did. 
He called it. He said he believed in the ice tray. He did. And the pieces that they had around ice tray, man. And we seen it. He did. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it, it really gives you a feel with Atlanta. Like, if they can go on the road and get one, you may have a hard time winning in Atlanta, man. Yeah. You may have a hard time winning. And we seen it in these games, man. The crowd is, <laughs> it helps, man. And with all that balance that they have, man, look, to have, to have four years, four year. Players uh, close to 20, that's a winning recipe for basketball. You're going to win. And, man, this like you say, this Atlanta team, the energy, they believe. They believe they can they can do something in this playoff. They just not arriving. I really feel like they could make a little noise. Them and Philly, it's going to be a dog fight. It, it, you know, that's, the, that's going to be the series. That could be something amazing, like you said, D. I'm ready to see that, man, and yeah, see how that goes down. But man, Atlanta is on the up and up, man. They got all the pieces they need to uh have a, a really good team in the NBA. Yeah, very interesting, man. Very, very interesting series that is that is waiting with the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. All right, moving on back to the current current series that we're watching right now, the Nets and the Celtics. And I think the sports world is very surprised that we're at a 2-1. Uh, Nets lead game four is intact uh, is going on Boston is winning this game Tatum is just going crazy on the Nets uh, Kyrie and KD are doing most of the scoring and James Harden and the rest of the guys from the Nets ain't doing much of nothing so this is very interesting no Kimba Walker no Kimba Walker for the Boston Celtics and Tatum just looks like he is just unglued trying to keep his team afloat 34 to 33 right now at the start of the second quarter. Black, let's go back to game three in Boston. Tatum goes for 50. They get the win. How do you feel about this series? Because I called a sweep. I called for a sweep, and it ain't going to be a sweep, obviously. But how do you feel about this series so far, man? Shoot, we, uh, when we was picking these series, we all called a sweep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I was the one that said... uh. I was the one that said Tatum can give you a 50. It ain't going to be enough, but he can give you a 50. Well, it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was enough, man. We just, Tatum reminds us, man, just when we think, well, what's going on with Tatum? He shows up. He shows up, man, and and uh, the, he's, causing, he's causing some trouble uh, with the Nets, man. Defensively, he's showing defensively they're not that good defensively. If Tatum can get a little more help, if he can get a little more help from from everyone else, not having Kimba Walker, that sucks, man. That sucks. I don't know what's going on with Kimba in Boston. He can't stay healthy. Like, bro, you just got over $100 million. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing in Boston? You can't stay healthy. can't stay on the court. But guys like Marcus Smart, uh, Tristan Thompson, the other role players. Fournier. Yeah, Fournier. These, these guys need to step up and give, give Tatum a little help. But Tatum can literally take over this game at any point. At any point in this game, and 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 then what was the game? Game three, he just went. He was all world in game three, man. He could not be stopped. It didn't matter who they put on him. KD, Harden, Kyrie, whatever body was on him, couldn't stop him. And man, it was so beautiful to see him cook. Uh, Kevin Durant, man, just nice step back three. I, yeah. I loved every minute of that. I was yeah. like, yes, you know, it's good to see Tatum, man. Tatum. Is one of those players, man, who's going to who's he's going to keep coming along. He's going to keep coming along, and he's it, he's arrived, man. To to have be the only player to have two fifty point games uh, in the play in, and then the uh, fifty point game in the playoffs. That's a big deal, man. That shows that he can take over a, 
a basketball game at any point. So I'm excited about this series. I think hopefully Boston can, can get one more game and make this interesting. We shall see. But I don't think they can. I think Nets go ahead, go, go on to win this series in five games. Yeah. But Tatum just went to the bench and the Nets already got the lead. It's 38-34, and Tatum just went to the bench. So these role players in Boston got a lot of young kids, man, but when Tatum goes and sits down, they don't got nothing going. So we'll see. I mean, they fighting. This Boston team is fighting, man. And Jason Tatum, man, he's moving up. He's moving up in the in, in, in the in the in the in the of the ladder with the NBA players. And I'm very, very impressed with Jason Tatum because, you know, there was a lot of conversation like, you know, who's a better player, him or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is a very good player. Probably the probably the best two-way player in basketball. But Jason Tatum's better. And you've seen that. And the way they are pushing the Brooklyn Nets to the brink in these games is very, very impressive on him. So I agree with Black. This is going to be over in five games. Boston is fighting right now. And Tatum is not on the floor. And they're only down 340 to 37. But I think all in all, Brooklyn gets this done. It's only a matter of time before Harden. It looks like Harden cooking right now with uh, Durant and Irvin uh, on the bench. So it's only a matter of time before he, before the Nets just pull away from this thing. I really, really believe that. So uh, two games to one right now. Nets up 42-37. Tatum was on the bench. And now they, when Tatum went to the bench, Boston was up one. Since he sat down, they're now down five. They're now down five. And that just really tells you that without Tatum, Boston has no shot. All right, Black, let's move on to the most entertaining, uh, one of the most entertaining series. We all know the, the Lakers and the Suns is media uh, madness. But this, this is the most talked about series of the playoffs, and that is the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks up two games in one, winning the first two games in Los Angeles. Clippers come roaring back. Win game three. We have a amazing game four set up for this for tonight, Sunday, 9:30. Uh tip off. Black. Let's just start with Luka Doncic. <laughs> and what we've seen. It's only right to start with Luka. Just what we've seen from Luka. This is Luka's second year in the playoffs. And all eight of his games have been against the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, before you break down the series, I have one question for you, and then you can go into your spill. Like, have anybody from the Los Angeles Clippers been able to do anything with Luka Doncic? No one at all, sir. Okay, go ahead. Break it down. Um, I'm just going to say this first, D. Here at the sports desk, me and you are not allowed anymore to speak on negatively about Luka Doncic. I agree. Man, the things that this kid is doing in this series, he took a little back seat in the game. I, I, what he he didn't they lost, but he didn't take a back seat. I'm sorry, he did not. He had a casual forty plus, yeah, forty one uh, in 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 game three, in game three, but he didn't have any help. Porzingis, where were you? Porzingis, where were you? You showed up big in games one and two, and you were flatlined in game three. Flatline, great word. <laughs> <laughs> so great yeah, word. man. As long as Luca got help, man. The Mavs can really get this done, but uh, the Clippers asserted themselves, man, in game uh, in game three. They had help from everybody. They uh, Paul George finally showed up. Kawhi did his thing. Kawhi's shoot uh, 
It's 51% field goal percentage, man, in this series. It's crazy. And Luka Dawkins is right behind him at like 47% field goal percentage in this series, man. So this this game four is key to this series to, to, uh, to see who's going to win this series. If Dallas can get this uh, commanding 3-1 lead going back to L.A., I think we can see the Clippers get closed out, D. I really be- I believe we're going to be see the Clippers get closed out. But if the Clippers win this series, we might be seeing a seven-game series on our hands here. But man, I just if you can't if you can't do nothing with Luca to slow him down, man, it's 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 crazy. Because at some point he's going to get help. Because we've seen it in game the first two games. D. Luca did his thing and he had help. He had Tim Hardaway Jr. He had Porzingis. He had um what's the little oh man the little guard Burke. Burke and uh, it's another little guard that played for Villanova. I can't think of his name, man. But he had those players showing up. Vinny, what is his name? Vinny, what's the, the oh Finney, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny else? Yeah, yeah, I know him, you're about, yeah. yeah. If he has his help and showing up, they're going to win this series. But uh, this game tonight, man, is going to is is going to be interesting to watch. I think I'm going to stay up and watch this. Yeah, one it's going to be intense tonight. Yeah, it's going to be really intense. Uh, the crowd in Dallas, I know they're gonna bring it. So I'm excited about this series, man. But if if, if Dallas can get this, if if Dallas can get this game tonight, this series is over in five. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Um, I was afraid of this. Clippers go up 2-0. A lot of the basketball world is having a good time. Shout out Uncle Shay Shay, having a good time at their expense. And then they go into Dallas, man. And even though Luka went off, the Clippers got a convincing win. They got a convincing win in game three. And I think tonight, man, I just think the Clippers tied this thing up tonight. I just kind of think Dallas has lost a little bit momentum, even though they're going to be at home. They're going to have something there. But, man, that, team, that young team, you got to think they needed to get that game three on their home court. You had to think that, you know, they was going to get that game, and they didn't. They didn't get it in PG and Paul George. They started locking up the rest of them boys. And I think Ty Lue kind of figured something out watching this game. They were so focused on trying to stop Luka, contain Luka. They finally realized the game three that you can't. You can't. He's going to do what he wants to do. You got to lock down Tim Hardaway Jr. You got to lock down Porzingis. You got to lock down the rest of the supporting cast and Dallas. Let Lucas score 50. Hmm. Let him do it. But if you lock up everybody else, what good is that? Hmm. And we saw that. Luca had 41. They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Luca is averaging 35, 10, and 9. <laughs> That's crazy. 35, 10, and 9. This dude is a superstar. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. And tonight's game four, I'm excited about. This is probably the most exciting game so far for me in the playoffs that I'm looking forward to the most. It's this game. I'm looking forward to this game. And if the Clippers win, it's going seven. But if Dallas goes up three games to one, I want to call it over. But I just don't see them going down in, in five games, man. I would would pick Dallas to win. At the beginning, I picked the Clippers to win this in six games. I think I'm going to stick with the Clippers winning in seven games Mm. because of that win the other night. And I think they kind of figured something out. We're going to see tonight. We're going to see if they figure something out tonight. So, very, very interesting series. 
uh, between the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. So the NBA playoffs, man, they're going. They are going. They are going. Um, it's not your traditional sports desk. Me and Black just really got in here today and broke down some NBA uh, playoff basketball. You know, we probably, you know, you're out there missing your favorite segments like your top five star bitch you cut. We'll be getting back to those next week. We're gonna wrap up here uh, uh, really shortly here, very shortly here. But one last thing, Black, I want to talk to you about, man, and it's been kind of disturbing, man, and I feel like we should talk about it. Want to talk about? Seems like the NBA players against the NBA fans. We've seen over the past couple of games, couple of days, excuse me, in in uh in Philadelphia, fan throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook. In New York, a fan spitting on Trey Young. In Utah, racist remarks being made from the Utah fans to John Morant's family. This is starting to become common. Last year, when LeBron was in Atlanta, we seen the couple. Going in on LeBron like they did. Then you see Russell Westbrook getting into it with a fan last year. We're starting to see issues with these fans thinking they can, like, do what they want to do. Speed. Look, am I a passionate sports fan? Yes. Is black passionate? Yes. Like, we give it up here. But I don't think we disrespect a human being. We only talk about your play. We talk about what we see on the court. But spitting on somebody is the lowest thing you can do. I could not have been Trey Young. I'd be doing tender life. If Russell Westbrook would have got loose, Malice in the Palace part two. Mm-hmm. I love what Westbrook said in his press conference. He said all these people he's talking, doing this stuff, saying these things, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't even think about doing it in the streets because it would go another way. So, Black, what do you think about just the ignorant fans out there who think that they could just do what they want to do and say what they want to say to these athletes? Unacceptable, man. You can't do that. Uh, you in the arena enjoying yourself, man. You're Like you say, you passionate fans, but you, uh, you're being disrespectful with it, man, and that's not what the NBA needs, when, especially with fans getting back in the arena now. We having a negative look you know about the fans man in these arenas and 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 it's crazy we talking about some of the most passionate places you know fans uh there are philadelphia new york and utah you know they're very passionate fans for their team but you can't be disrespectful man i was i was in new york i, I looked at that i it, it just disgusts me yeah. i was waiting 50 cent to get up and slap whoever was sitting behind them <laughs> I say, dang, that ain't old fifty no more. Cause if he the, the the guy spit on fifty girlfriend too, she fell and she moved. Yeah, yeah. And I was just waiting. I was like, what fifty finna do? Yeah. And I was like, dang, that ain't old fifty no more. I don't think he noticed it. And I was like, I man, this is crazy. It. Yeah. This is crazy. Like that's the like D said, man. You can't be spitting on nobody, man. That's degrading. You don't do that, man. That's the that's, lowest of the low. That's the lowest of the low. This is basketball, man. These guys are out here competing. For a championship, they giving it they all. And you want to get mad because Trey Young came in there and shut you down for a game? Come on, man. Y'all, and and, and 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 it's crazy. The media, the media just build stuff up, build stuff up. I mean, after that game when Trey Young won and Trey Young uh was doing everything, quiet signing this and that, all you seen on the shows was old man Trey Young silenced New York. What the fans gonna do? Doom boom game two. I mean, it just the fans took it up another notch in game two. 
I mean, just being disrespectful, man, but you, we can't have that pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook. That's not necessary. Come on, Philadelphia fans. Got to be better than that. We understand you a passionate fan base. Okay, we get it. But it, it has to stop. Adam Silver needs to look at this because this cannot keep happening to the NBA players when they go on the road and play in these basketball games. This has to be dealt with. Adam Silver, let's look at this and get it correct. Yeah, um, so the fan who spit on Trey Young was banned uh, from coming to the Garden. The fan who um, uh, threw popcorn on Russell Westbrook was banned from coming to any Wizards games. But the, I want to applaud the Utah Jazz and Dwayne Wade. They got it right. The people who were degrading John Morant's family and saying the racist remarks to John Morant's family were banned from any NBA game, no matter where it was. No matter where, Orlando, L.A., Chicago, they can never go to another NBA game. Mm. That's what the league needs to do. If the NBA wants to help protect their players and put out incentives for fans to think about, you ban players completely from the league. Ban them. Ban the fans. Mm-hmm. That guy who spit on Trey Young, he should never be able to walk inside another NBA arena again. Ever. Like, that's the lowest of the low. And I think that Russell Westbrook and Trey Young and uh, Trey Young's dad, he came out and he spoke about it. And, you know, just defending his son, like, he was like, man, that was heartbreaking. Like, we ain't here for basketball. You talk your trash. He said you can cuss, you can scream, you can yell. That's a part of the game. But for you to spit, that's unacceptable. And it couldn't have been me. Ten to life. <laughs> Ten to life. I would have maimed that dude. Who you telling, bro? I would have maimed that dude on live TV. Man, I wish 50 noticed it, man. I just wish nasty. He noticed, I wish he noticed it, D, because I just know 50 would have did something, bro. Just nasty, bro. I mean, literally, they were sitting right behind them. Yeah. Right behind yeah. them. I don't I'm think like, 50 oh, noticed, because when you see the video, like, 50 was like, he was talking to Trey. You seen 50, like, talking trash yeah. to Trey. But then you see his old lady kind of like, what moved. the? Yeah, like, what's moved. up? Yeah. Just nasty, bro. Nasty. So Adam Silver and the NBA, like Black said, man, they gotta they gotta tighten this thing down. But shout out to the Utah Jazz for for banning those fans for life. No matter what arena, they banned them for life. All right. All right, man. So that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Sports Desk, man. We hope you enjoyed uh this episode. Like I said, next week we'll get back to all your favorite segments. But me and Black wanted to get in here and chop it up about some NBA basketball. We're looking forward to giving you guys multiple shows during the week. We kind of had like a slow week this week, so Anytime something pop off, you know, we're going we gonna to be getting with you guys and giving y'all a fresh episode. So, appreciate y'all listening to us for episode 119. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. Man, it does not go on notice. We appreciate all the listens. Man, it's like our plays go up every week on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. We just get more and more listens, man, and we just really, really appreciate it. And we're glad you guys love our show. We really, really appreciate that. So, um, you can find me at Desert L. Hicks Jr. on Twitter, on Instagram. Let's chop it up. Let's talk. Be sure to stay tuned to what's going on on the Sports Desk page on Instagram. And, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure. Oh, uh, yeah. You can hit me up at uh, Black ENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Fan, I mean, all our listeners, everybody who support us, thank you for all the birth- birthday wishes, all the love yeah. that, that y'all send out, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, 38 years old, man. Happy. Thank God that I'm able to see another year, man, and 
Big things to come, man, from the from the sports desk, man, and everything that we got going on here. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. We doing some amazing things. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to my dog, Black, man. <laughs> my dog, Black, man, birthday was uh this past uh Friday. So my dog celebrating another year, man. Just just appreciate my boy, man. Love my boy, and uh just 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 so happy, you know, he was able. To see another uh, birthday and enjoy his birthday, man. So, yeah, man. It's your dog, Black Birthday. My dog, climbing the ladder. You know what I'm saying? But I can't say too much because I'm right behind him. I'm right behind him, man. So, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Be safe. And uh, we will be getting with y'all very, 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 very soon. Hey, this would do some much sports, man. Come on, man. The sports desk.